0: Welcome to the Piazza Delivery Boys podcast. Come inside and grab a seat.
1: Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Shout out to the person who doesn't like it when we do that.
0: All uh, right. What's up, everybody? This is, well, we're, first of all, we're back. Again, <laughs> I feel like we always take these prolonged breaks, but I feel like this one's justified. <laughs> yep. You know, because sickness. But we're good. We're back now. And, dude, baseball is about to start in, like, a couple weeks, technically. Yeah, and even sooner than that with spring training. Mm-hmm. And pitching catching report is supposed to be due by the end of this week. So, dude, baseball looks like it's coming. It's going. Yep, and we don't have to wait a
1: whole however long we waited last year. They're planning to start on time, and that's a great start already compared to last year.
0: Yep, and that means no more, mo- or at least for now, no movie reviews. <laughs> yeah. because We actually have stuff to talk about, because, dude. This, okay, so this is on February 7th, or Sunday. But what a crazy past three days it's been. Why did something happen? Well, according to the news, Dodgers signed reigning Cy Young winner, Trevor Bauer from the Cincinnati Reds, to a three-year, $105 million contract. Dude, I'm down. Dude, I'm down too. Like, if you don't remember, like, I back in, um, back during the midseason of 2020, I said that the Dodgers should have made an effort to try, try to trade for Trevor Bauer, but it never worked because, um, the reds were a contending team at that time. So there's no way they're going to give up their ACE makes sense. Um, but with Trevor being a free agent, um, like I honestly, I never expected them to get Trevor Bauer because like in the last like three articles I posted about salary cap or salary tax, I never expected, you know, Friedman to dip his toes this deep into into like luxury uh, taxes, because he went from having 8 million of salary tax space to now being almost 30 million dollars in debt (laughs) for the team. And
1: if we re-sign Turner, which I hope we do, and I think they're still trying to do, it's going to be even more than that. Right.
0: But I'm down. Yeah, dude, Bauer. I feel like Bowers already loved before he came to LA. You know, because of all this crazy stuff he's been doing for the, like, against the Astros. Yeah. So, dude, I'm 100% down. Anyone that trolls the Astros
1: is welcome to LA. That's right. Even uh, if they're bad, like Joe Kelly.
0: All right, debatable. Joe Kelly's not bad. He's just inconsistent. I guess that means he's bad. He's a relief pitcher, man. <laughs> <laughs> Consistency is what you get paid for. Um, but as much as we all, as me and Austin both love the signing, um, we have to really ask the question, is Trevor Bauer worth it? Yes. And not, no, dude, no, no. Before you say yes, really think about this, okay? Oh, I thought about it, yes. All right. All right, well, I'll let
1: you, I'll let you know what I think about it. Then. All right, so... Obviously we're on different sides of the spectrum, so I'll go with yes. And you can go with no, and you can present your argument first. I will.
0: I mean, as much as like, I'm not going to say he's not worth it. Okay. Like I love Trevor Bauer. I would have, if like, if there was no such thing as salary cap, I would have hundred percent thrown money at this dude. Um, But like, because there is cap and because now Trevor Bauer takes up a huge amount of space, actually the biggest amount of space for the next two years, at least. Um, You got to really look at his, like his performance, his numbers and say, Hey, is this dude really worth, you know, what he's bringing? Uh, Last year was his first sub um, his first sub two year of his entire career. Uh, He posted league. He almost won. Let me see. Never mind, but he he led the league <laughs> in a ton of categories, including um whip hits per nine. Uh, he threw the only two sh- like the most shutout games of the season with two. But because the Cincinnati Reds were a crappy team, he only won five games. Well, actually, it was a short season, so I won't I won't say that. Um, but before that, Bauer has always been like a number four number, like at the best, a number three uh, starting pitcher, you know? And most of his career was with the Indians, where he was a pretty crazy dude. But even then, like his value as a pitcher was only like, at the I think at the most, like, like $12 million, $13 million. Uh, but with this breakout season, you got to really ask yourself, like, is his one breakout season worth paying him $40 million for this year, $40 million for next year, $45 million for next year, and, well, $17 million, but I'm, I'm predicting he's going to opt out in his third season if he does well. Like, is it worth it? What do you think? Yes,
1: I think it's totally worth it. I love this move, not just because of his personality, but I think it makes sense for both sides. For Trevor Bauer, I was really surprised that he was able to get a deal like this I thought he would lock up a lower AAV but longer term especially at coming off the covid season and but I think this just gives me more respect for him as a guy just a, just as a person who has confidence in himself because I think what he did last year it's going to be really hard to repeat um yes there I think so some things that people would point out right the reds were in probably one of the worst hitting divisions in baseball which may have inflated his statistics and in addition to that it was a shortened season where he only had like i don't know maybe like 11 starts or something like that and so yeah people may point to that and be like this wasn't like a legit um season um the success is overblown but if you look at how he attacks hitters and even if you watch his podcasts, on youtube or whatnot he clearly has a mind for the game and he's yeah he's a great pitcher and i don't think that's something that people can deny he has control had control issues in the past but i think over the last two seasons or so um he's shown to have improved upon that and to me personally he's shown enough consistency and the reason why i think even despite all those things this is a great signing for the dodgers Um, is that the amount of years tied to it, right? Um, And also the motivation they'll get out of Trevor Bauer because for him, because there's an opt-out after every single year, yes, they front-loaded the amount of money, but say he performs um, poorly after the first year, that's not good for him. Um, like Because he wants to pitch longer than three years And so because of that, I think they're betting on not just him to perform well, but to be motivated. And I think this contract allows for him to be in that position where he's always going to stay hungry. And keep in mind, like on any other rotation besides maybe like the top like five rotations in baseball, Trevor Bauer could be an ace. And so I think you have to also look at it contextually. Yes, if you were maybe like a small market team or a team that has a lot of other holes to fill in the roster you wouldn't want to pay this amount of money for a player like trevor bauer but contextually for the dodgers the amount of money that we have to spend even if we go over the luxury tax um, i think it's a great signing because we have a strong pitching rotation and it was arguable even in our division right the padres have a strong rotation with lamette clevenger and now blake snell you darvish and it was arguable that they could rival or even maybe had a better rotation than the Dodgers. But I think this signing puts the Dodgers over the top. And I don't think it's even a debate that there's a better rotation in baseball anymore with Bauer, Walker Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, Dustin May on the come up, even Julio Arias and David Price who I think might be traded. But yeah, our rotation is stacked. And in a season where minor leagues are not in full swing because of COVID, depth is gonna be Even more key than it was last year, Um, so I think contextually too, in terms of where he's fitting in and where that money went and how the rest of our roster is already basically filled out, I think this was a great signing, especially um, with the amount of years that are for the contract.
0: Right and with Bauer too, Bauer, like a lot of, there were a few news medias or sports media who said that Bauer could have locked up like eight, eight year deal, you know, five year deal, like a similar deal to like Garrett Cole, but Garrett Cole is like an extreme end, but um, Bauer has publicly stated a lot of times on his like Twitter, his YouTube channel. Like he said that he doesn't believe players shouldn't sign long-term deals and like he believed because be, he said the reason is like it doesn't give you a drive to be better, and it's something along the lines of that. Like it, it's not it's not good for baseball if he says this is this it's not good for baseball for players to be signed long term, and he just showed where his where his where he put the money where his mouth is by um, you know signing such a like a a relatively short deal for what he's actually worth as a player, you yeah know, contract. Not only that, but I opt out of every year. It just shows that he's he shows that he wants to give the best he can every season.
1: Yeah. And I think on top of that, like so that's why I have so much respect for Bauer after this deal. Um, and on top of that, like there were multiple sources saying that because of two front runners for Bauer was known to be the Mets and the Dodgers, and towards the end of last week, everyone was saying he's gonna sign with the Mets and even some sources were saying that he was ready to close the deal with the Mets. But what turned him off from the Mets apparently was um, they gave him a deadline to sign the deal because he was, like, stalling a little bit. And that turned him off, and then he went to L.A. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, L.A. is where he grew up. He's from UCLA. um, But he took less money in the deal, too, like, total-wise. Like, and to me, I'm like, dang, like, he – I think that shows to me, like, yes, like he's not only like a man of his word, he wants to stay motivated, even with his contract, because I think he's like a reasonable person, right? Like millions of dollars is a lot of money. So it's not like he's going to starve if he doesn't like make as much money each year. But on top of that, he wants to win. And I think another reason, even though he didn't explicitly say it, of why he chose to go with the Dodgers as opposed to the Mets, is because the Dodgers have already proven they can win. We already have a culture that has been established where we go to the postseason every year, whereas the Mets, they are a great team on paper, um, but they have yet to perform at that level. Um, and yes, if he went to the Mets, I think they would possibly have the best rotation in baseball um, with Jacob deGrom, Noah Garden adding Trevor Bauer to that
0: mix. That, that's all that, they would have though. That, exactly that nothing else. Exactly.
1: And I think Bauer knows that, and he wants to compete for a world series as well. And I think that's something that, um, yeah, is really commendable, especially of a star player in baseball. Um, because I feel like if you have the opportunity to lock up a long-term deal with for a lot of money, like a not a Mike Trout deal, but even a Garrett Cole type of deal is like, why wouldn't you take that, right? So, yeah, I think it just shows also like his motivation. It's not just the money, but it's to be the best player that he can be and to help his team win.
0: Yep, and you mentioned something earlier. You said like how last season his control was on on point, and it was on point. By the way, his his spray sheet is pretty crazy if you take a look at it. But there there is a reason why his control is so much better this season or last season, and he's been public about this too. So it's not like I'm a conspiracy theorist or anything, but. Uh, he, he publicly said that he's using something when he's pitching not steroids because that's illegal but it's a substance that he says he's like had he's he's paid like scientists to research a viscosity that is stronger than tar also less noticeable and there is evidence to back this up. Um, so if you look back at, Garrett Cole's sudden rise in in Houston compared to uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Garrett Cole, the reason why he had such great success is because his fastball, his fastball and speed and rotations went up that season. So I think it spiked like something like three thousand, maybe two thousand uh, rotations per minute which is pretty crazy uh, to have like a jump like that. Cause that means that that's a lot. That's a, that's a lot of things to consider like speed control uh, movement, even with Bauer, Bauer kind of just didn't, wasn't even subtle about it. He used this thing, whatever it is. And his, he has the biggest single season fastball rotations per minute jump of all of all of history. It jumped 5,000 rotations per minute. Like, dude, he's not even hiding the fact that in some way or another, he's technically cheating. And, you know, the MLB has said before, like, they're planning on cracking down on whatever the heck is happening in the league. That includes Garrett Cole, who, (laughs) watch a Garrett Cole game. He tips, he, like, grabs some stuff off the the brim of his hat. Okay. Check, like, Mike Fires who like he has stuff in the in his glove when he like regrips like after every pitch. Trevor Bauer is not exempt from this, but like that's what I'm scared about is if cuz Manfred, you know, we all know Manfred doesn't care about cheating, but in the worst-case scenario where he does crack down on this, it's actually really bad for Bauer's value if he can't use whatever got him to his Cy Young season
1: yeah i mean i'm not too worried about it because as you said manford doesn't care about cheating so if he uh does something about this then yeah i don't know well and at least with this like it's consistent across across like all teams right like not all teams did what the astros did what the red sox did even though there are rumors that more teams than that have participated in something similar but yeah i mean i'm not too worried and even if they get rid of that, then those are other teams that the, the Dodgers face that won't be able to take advantage of that. And so even though it decreases Bauer's value, it'll decrease the pitcher's values for other teams, um, especially on teams that we hope to face in the playoffs or even the World Series. So I'm not too worried about it. And yeah, he's, on top of that like maybe he won't have to rely on that as much because um you know he's working with one of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball and player development staffs so if, i'm sure he can adjust to it but you know if if it's usable um you know slide some to clayton kershaw slide some to walker bueller uh up their velocity maybe a mile or two and you know it's all good it's all good
0: Dude, if kershaw can get his velocity back to like 94 it's it's over for these guys <laughs> Yeah, it's basically
1: going to be like a Justin Verlander 2.0 that age, situation.
0: Do you, th- you think Justin Verlander's career came back too because Garrett Cole shared whatever he was using? Dude, I mean, it was back before, but, man, I don't
1: know. I don't know how he's throwing, like, 95, 96 at that age. It's yeah. crazy.
0: But, uh, dude, Kershaw is a professing believer. You know, he's a brother in Christ.
1: Yeah, but are these substances – are these substances banned or is it like illegal?
0: Um, So it's, it's a really weird gray area, right? Cause every manager knows that every team uses them, you know?
1: Yeah. And but it's like, where do you draw the line? Right. Yeah, because
0: there, there is a rule or like, there's a unspoken rule that like, Oh, because every team is using it, you don't speak out unless it's obviously blatant. Like you have something on your neck or you have something on your arm, you know, you have mm-hmm. to call that out. Cause it's just not a good look for the game, mm-hmm. but yeah. I think most, as long as you can keep it hidden, most teams will just keep silent
1: about it. I see. Yeah. And that was another question I had as to why I'm not worried is because like, I don't know how they'll enforce that. <sighs> like, is it cause I doubt they're going to allow just like spot checks in the middle of the game. If the uh, opposing manager wants something to be checked because that'll delay the game. And
0: that's something they're trying to get rid of, like slowing the game down. Imagine it's like a UFC, like a walk-in where they, they have somebody like wipe down the players. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I have no idea how that's going to be enforced. Um.
1: So yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't know.
0: Yeah, but you know what? I agree with what you're saying. You know, I don't think Manfred has has the balls to like crack down on this <laughs> huge wide like scandal. Um And honestly, in my opinion, like, and I'm not the, I'm not saying this just cause Bowers on the team. I'm saying this cause like other hitters have said this too, where like people, they don't mind that player, like pitchers use some sort of grip. Cause there's already rosin bags, you know? Um, It's just that as long as the, the playing field's even, which, this in the in the case of this substance is widespread throughout the league. So it's kind of leveling the playing field. Not a hundred percent, but it kind of is. Like pitcher, like batters prefer players to have or bat like pitchers to have more control, otherwise, because so that, that means they get plunked less on per on like on accident. Um and you know, pitchers prefer it too, like managers prefer it. It's just I don't know. I know it's a weird area for a lot of people, and a lot of people don't like the fact that, like, oh, you're using something outside of the means of baseball. But like, we already got like some sort of, you know, people use use stuff already. Yeah, and this is different from like this is different, by the way, from the Astros cheating because they used outside baseball means. You know, they had like staff, and they used technology, which does not like, it doesn't affect the immediate game. It's, it's like a third party kind of thing that affects the game. That's why that was worse.
1: Yeah. And it's also because not everyone did it right. Like if everyone, I mean, it doesn't make it any better in principle because it's still cheating, but if everyone had access to the same thing, it's more of a level playing field. Right. Whereas like, this is something that's way more accessible and may, way more accepted in the game. So if you do it and the other team can do it just as much. So it's not like, you know, it's the other team has an unfair advantage unless like, you know, they're trying to be good people. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but definitely not the same. Dude, I was reading something just now. (laughs) It's really funny. I don't know if you've heard of this, but you know how you said that Bauer said multiple times, like on the record that he's not going to sign a, more than a multi-year or more than a one-year contract at a time. Yeah. So apparently in 2018, he told Jeff Passin, then of Yahoo Sports, about a standing bet he had with the friend. And the bet was if Bauer ever signed a multi-year free agent contract, this friend would be able to shoot him in the, in the nuts with a paintball gun from 10 feet away.
0: Dude, I want to see that on his video. So I wonder if that's going to happen. That's, but, a, that's a gray area though, because he's, he, it's a, it's a multi-year deal with a multi-year opt-out. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. So like
0: it's, I mean, the principles
1: of the deal is the same, right? Like he's exactly. taking less guaranteed money in order to maximize his earning potential. So like, yeah, I don't know if he soft. I mean, he definitely softened his stance, but it's the same idea. So maybe, maybe 20 feet away instead of 10 feet away.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: down. <laughs> that's pretty funny though.
0: But overall, we, we're we all really happy with this deal. And um, it's crazy because, like, the Dodgers have been very conservative with their spending over the past five years because of or four years because of uh, Andrew Friedman. This is the first time Andrew Friedman has ever delved into debt and the first time the Dodgers have the most expensive payroll in baseball in a while. I don't remember the last time they've had. They have beat the Yankees or some sort of other big market team.
1: Yeah, it's been at least at least five years, yeah, six at years
0: least. During, under Ned Colletti.
1: Twenty fifteen was the last year I think we were over the luxury tax bracket.
0: Was that Granky's year when Granky was here?
1: I think it was Granky's last year. Mm. That was Maeda though. We had Maeda. Oh no 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 no! Granky was here till twenty.
0: 16? yes I want to say yes wait yes I think that's the year that that's the year Chase at least slid into that guy from the Mets I no think.
1: that was that was 2015 2016 was when we lost to the Cubs
0: yes there we go yeah, yeah, yeah you right so yeah. I don't think Granke was here for that year gotcha but anyways um, what was the point of this Oh yeah, the luxury uh, luxury tax. Yeah, if you don't know, none of this is scripted. So, um,
1: no, this is like WWE. Everything is
0: scripted. <laughs> We're really happy Drew Bowers is in LA, and um, it's nice because like I also talked about in an article like two months ago about how the Red Sox fell into a similar problem where they won the World Series and they just spent money willy nilly was not planning for the future, only planning for the next 2 years and that resulted in us getting mookie bets. This is kind yeah. of raising some red flags for me, but because it's a short-term deal, the Dodgers have more chance to shed shed luxury after this year. I expect, you know, a lot of like keep people to be traded or kind of breaking, you know, breaking some money even. Um but yeah, nothing to worry about. I know Friedman is not like not not like a willy-nilly kind of dude he's just he's gonna be smart about it then dude
1: he's gonna, he's gonna balance the budget yeah later. and even if he doesn't man i trust friedman he brought us a world series title and what this move shows to me and how it came about was crazy too like the whole off season so many people were going different places like Lindor traded to the mets arenado traded to the cardinals for basically nothing <laughs> um, which I was really upset about, by the way. Um, what what other big signings were there? Um, Elvis Andrews just went to the A's today. There's that Andrelton S- Simmons. I mean, there's there's these names that got shifted around and moved around. Blake Snell traded to the Padres. You Darvish traded to the Padres. Like, we see all these people that we're trying to compete with get more talent. Yankees got Corey Kluber, like, but, and the whole time, I think they all got Dodgers Corey fans, Kluber? Wait, didn't they get Corey Kluber? Yankees?
0: Pretty sure they did. Oh my they gosh, did. they got Corey Kluber.
1: I mean, he's past his prime, but still, he's... 100%
0: past his prime.
1: <laughs> but still a great pitcher. Still serviceable. Um, Definitely better than an end of rotation guy, but like all these things said like i think dodger fans were not getting worried but i think they were kind of getting bored they're like dude all these other teams are like loading up and we're not doing anything and and then like all and even like up to the point where bauer released that troll video of like where is he gonna go and then in the end like it shows it edits his like Body with like different jerseys, and then at the end he says Dodgers to troll yeah. like Mets fans. Um, dude, like even up to that point, everyone's saying he's gonna go to the Mets, and then he just signs with the Dodgers. Like, this is kind of like a similar feeling to last year when we missed out on Garrett Cole, we missed out on Anthony Rendon, and and then all of a sudden, bam, that Mookie Betts trade happens. And it was at the same time of the year, too. And then like it ends up being like the biggest splash of the offseason. And this is the same thing. And I think to me, it just shows like, we don't need to make a lot of noise. We know what we want and we try to go get it. I think it just shows the professionalism of the Dodgers. They just set a price. They let the player know. And then they're like, if you think you can get something better, then go for it. And if not, then you can come back to us. And I think that's kind of what happened in this situation. And then on top of that, the reason why I love this move is Friedman always stayed under the luxury tax. even even the year we won the world series and you would think that after you win a world series, you would ease up on the aggression a little bit, especially financially, but they're upping the ante. I think they understand this is like the prime, like time for Dodgers to continue to win more world series. And so instead of laying low and just being satisfied with one championship, I think this just is reflective of like how much they want to win even more. And this move, like, I think it was total flex on the rest of the league, where it's like to the Padres, like, oh, you guys got you Darvish and Blake Snell, like, great pitchers, but we got Trevor Bauer now, so we still have the best rotation in both baseball. Um, and it's not to say that Padres aren't competitive with us, they definitely are and I think have a great shot at uh, winning the division and even the pennant, but yeah. I think it just shows the Dodgers are like an, on another level in terms of when it comes to this type of stuff.
0: Yeah, and I I don't I wasn't really mad about any of the signings, or rather, I shouldn't say that. What I meant to say was, I was content with the Dodgers before the the Bauer signing because we signed we traded for Corey Knable from the Brewers, and we signed Tommy Cahill from even the, though that's. Even though he can't pitch this year, but he's not pitching this year. No, he had a whole season's rest. I thought he's coming back.
1: I think Tommy Conley. He had
0: surgery. He had surgery beginning
1: of last year, didn't he? I think he's out this year. Let me look it up.
0: What's the point of signing? Oh, he hopes to pitch
1: by end of twenty twenty one. Uh, I see. Okay. And that's well, if, it's if he a, makes a that's if he makes a quick recovery. It's
0: small risk, you know, and it's worth a what, the two million. Oh yeah, deal?
1: that's a that's a great trade, even it or signing. Even if he comes next year, great signing.
0: Yeah, Tommy Cahill is pretty good. Um, and we also signed, we also signed Brandon Morrow. <laughs> yup. So, um, Dodgers is Do, the Dodgers mind this season is just pitching, you know, this off season. Strengthening yeah. up the they trust that the offense will get the job done. I mean, yeah, I mean, look at our lineup, man. Exactly. So, strength in the bullpen, strength in the starting rotation, I'm all down for that. And I was really happy with those two signings. Content. I, I was like, okay, we can do that. We can bring up Mitchell White. You know, we can, like, bring up the youngsters, let them give them more playing time to run around. But, man, this signing for sure is going to kick, it kicks Tony Gonsolin out of the starting rotation. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> and even
1: maybe Dustin May, too. Like depending on what happens with David Price. Right.
0: Or we can do uh we can do a six-man rotation. I can I can see that happening too.
1: Yeah, either that or they were, there were talks of moving David Price to a reliever role, kind of like Andrew Miller-ish, where you go mm-hmm. like two, three innings at a time.
0: We'll we'll uh, see, we'll see how um how he does. Cause that's what we did with Alex Wood last season when he started sucking. Yeah, and he did well. He did well for us. He did all right, yeah. So good for him. And welcome to LA, Trevor. Yeah, seriously,
1: the best troll in all of baseball. Yeah, you, you'll fit perfectly here. <laughs> hey, if you ever want to be on our podcast, Trevor, come through.
0: Man, just hit us up. You know where you know where to find us at Bauer Outage on Twitter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, and I will say though, even yeah, I'm like you, like where I wasn't worried if we if nothing happened in the off for us besides like those low key reliever signings, like. I mean, I'm down run running back with the team that we had, but yeah, then I would have been a little disappointed though. The only reason being we let Jock and Kike go like walk. And in my mind, I was like, that was to sign Bauer, like leading up to the whole Bauer trade. But then when I heard that the Mets were basically going to sign him, I was like, man, maybe we should have re-signed them or something. Um, with the money we would have spent on like a free agent, but we ended up getting a Bauer. So, wow. Amazing. Worth it. So worth it. Looks like we're going to win another world series this year, boys
0: and girls. Knock on wood. <laughs> Put up! Uh, speaking of jock and Kike, I think it's a good time to talk about, uh, how free agency has gone so far. Um. I guess we could start with those two, you know, Jock and Kike both left in free agency, and it's to be expected too because they were not getting the playing time in LA, they weren't getting the, the amount of money they were due in LA, especially you know because there was no tax and apparently Friedman was planning to sign Bauer, um, so this it was pretty obvious that they were going to leave, um, but it just just sucks because they've been part of the organization for so long. Um, yeah, so what uh kike went to boston for i think a two-year deal and jock went to the cubs for a one-year deal i think and i mean i don't think they're really getting paid the money that they're supposed to be due i think they're still worth a little bit more but um you know good for them because now in those teams they'll actually be everyday players (laughs) yeah Um, yeah, but it still sucks. You know, I wish they could have stayed, but like, there's no place, there's no space for them. Maybe Kike. Kike can actually play in the infield, but no way Jock is taking time away from Mookie, <laughs> Cody, or, you know, the other three outfielders we have.
1: Wait, is AJ Pollock, is this his last year?
0: It is, yeah. Signed a three year deal. Dude, then he comes off the books
1: too. Yeah. But Pollock is still productive. No, I meant after the season. I'm talking about Seager's contract, but anyway.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just looked it up. Jock is only making $7 million with the Cubs. Kiki's making like $15 million, I think, or something like that. Yeah, but years. it's over two years. But, yeah, I mean, I couldn't even bring myself to read Jock's goodbye letter. That was on Claire's Tribune. Mm-hmm. I was too sad.
0: Yeah, I'm not emotionally ready to read that either. I'll read it probably like this week
1: and i don't think people understand like for josh and myself and like avid dodger fans they follow they follow um drafts and like jock was one of the i think it was like one of the first times where like i actually followed like minor leagues and when we drafted jock and like his like come up to the mlb and so like yeah, Jock has a special place in my heart. As do like Seager, and like, yeah, yeah, and even like Kike who got traded to us, but really started like his big league career with the Dodgers.
0: Like with um, with with Jock, like like before this was Seager's team. Before this was Bellinger's team. There was a, there was a time where people thought it was Jock's team <laughs> because Jock came up from the the minor leagues. And he wrecked the ball back in 2015.
1: He was smashing. As yeah, Khabib that's because lay. people
0: didn't know that, oh, he can't hit lefties. But yeah, dude, he was so good.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, in 2015, his first full year as a Dodger, All Star, sixth in rookie of the year voting, 26 home runs. But his batting average was 210. So. But yeah, home run
0: machine, bro. And I think because of last season, I don't want people to forget that <clears throat> Jock was one of the best leadoff home run hitters of the, of 2017, 2018. You know, I felt like every time it was a it was a righty lefty matchup, and Jock was the leadoff hitter, he always hit a home run. Like despite his limited playing time, he still hit like 20 home runs in 2019.
1: Yeah, I think, um, doesn't he have the Dodger record for the most leadoff home runs in a season? I wouldn't be able to up. tell you that. Most leadoff home runs in a season, Dodgers. So in 2019, yeah, he does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He does have it. So he ha- he broke the record with eight, and then he broke it again in 2019 with nine
0: yeah dude he's so good um uh, but yeah we like we said he but he only came out when the dodgers uh when when they were against a righty a righty pitcher if it was a lefty pitcher they would always sub jock out uh-huh. and that kind of sucks because i mean it's to be expected you know he's had uh up to that point three to four years to develop his lefty lefty matchup game and he just hasn't improved yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just sad because, you know, we've had Jock for so long and he's a great guy. He's a funny dude. And I always remember, uh, one of our friends, uh, Danny Shin, he calls Jock, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's fat cousin. That's always going to stick with me. Yeah. Um, but dude, Kike, Kike is one hurt a lot too. (laughs) Man, we got Kike from the, the Marlins. I did not expect him to be like good, you know, because we it was that whole trade with D Gordon.
1: I know, and D Gordon was so good, but then he was a user,
0: yeah. And then we're like, ah, oh, like, we're going who like, we're getting, who we're getting, Austin Barnes, we're getting who's this guy, Enrique Hernandez. And then Kike came in and then he had that balk off. I was like, yep. what the heck? I didn't even know a balk off was a thing. <laughs>
1: Yep. And I he found was, my first
0: bulk off. Yeah, and with jock
1: and Kiki too, like both of them, like yeah, I mean they're just great postseason performers too. Yeah, they both have that clutch gene. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but they delivered, man. Like when I wrote that article for Kiki's send off, like the top like top five moments I remember Kiki, like all of them were from October. Yeah. It was all from the playoffs. <laughs> man i Wait, you didn't already. talk about the Bokov? No, I talked about the rally banana.
0: Ooh. Yeah. The Bokov was legendary. It was a, it was it was so five-head.
1: <laughs> yeah, I talked about the Bokov, his defense. Mm-hmm. And then game seven, the tying home run. His Dude, game against the, the Cubs in the NLCS
0: in 2017. With the seven RBIs. <laughs>
1: Yeah and or then
0: yeah seven RBIs.
1: And I technically could have put the walk off off in, but then I put in the um I put in the uh what is it the World Series win instead.
0: hmm Fine. Then Yeah, I'm just gonna really, really gonna miss those guys. But you know who I won't miss? <laughs> Alex Wood and Pedro Baez. Yeah.
1: They're dead to me. Okay, actually, not Alex Wood.
0: No, not Alex Wood. He's a great guy.
1: But Pedro Baez, I don't know. He did well in the postseason for us, though. Eh. Low, Dude, low
0: leverage situations.
1: I mean, you gotta eat through innings somehow, man. You can't take those for granted.
0: Dude, I uh if Baez went to because I already <clears throat> like despite everything. I don't think Bias is a bad pitcher, and I don't dislike him. You know, he's broken hearts so many times, but it's like you gotta keep giving him that chance, you know. It's, it's, but it's then like when the he went the job. when he committed to Houston, I'm like, all right, no, he's dead. He's dead to me. Could have gone anywhere else. Could have gone to the Mets too, for all I care. <clears throat> if you went to the Mets, I've been like, All right, he's like, goodbye, Baez. I, I'll miss you. You were you're great with the Dodgers, you know. G- good luck. I can't even say that when he goes to Houston. It's like, dude, I hope your crew dies.
1: No, but Josh, what I told you was
0: he's gonna sabotage them. He's not gonna do that. <laughs> he's gonna sabotage them by like just playing regularly.
1: Oh man. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I my, my favorite memory of Baez or not favorite but like it totally encapsulates his relationship with the Dodger fans I think it was a Padres game and I think we were down but then Baez came in and then everyone booed him because like he had a stretch of games leading up to that game where he did really badly and then he struck out the side and then everyone cheered for him it was so
0: sad (laughs) it was like prototypical Baez I went to a Dodger game. This was back in 20, um, 2017, right after we got you, Darvish. Where, during that stretch, Baez was also trash, too. Like, he was so trash that he was even left off the postseason roster for a, a couple of splits. <clears throat> and, and he came in, everybody booed him. He gave up, like, a home run, and then he walked off, and they booed him again. I felt so bad, but at the same time, it's like, come on, dog.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean try throwing something other than a fastball <clears throat>
0: yeah Bikes that's down he the was middle. developing his like changeup <laughs> but Alex Wood I'm alright he went to the Giants but the Giants aren't going anywhere that's fine yeah, and Alex Wood dude, you can't I love Alex Wood <laughs> I have a soft spot for him like that
1: and like even even though like you know he's a Dodger at heart we traded him away and he still came back on a mm-hmm. small deal and like I can respect anyone going to the Dodgers or Giants because I mean a man's got to eat he's got to provide for his family I don't yeah. knock on that
0: and we weren't going to resign him
1: and we weren't going to resign him so you know it's if anything it's on us but and the Giants though didn't cheat as much as there are rivals, they're not cheaters. Yeah, they're a respectable. So, like, there's a respect, they're a respectable organization who, as much just, as I hate them because they're our rivals, like mm-hmm. they won their world series the right way. Yeah. And, and anything I, that just makes me hate them more, but still.
0: Yeah, I would go to a giants game if I was ever in San Francisco just to watch a game. I wouldn't do that for Houston. I do that for the Giants. No, I would do that
1: for Houston, so I can clown all the houston fans
0: we could bang the trash cans there yeah yeah but one thing that i really respect about alex wood bias kind of too but wood was like when he came to the dot when he had that breakout season back in 20 2017 um it was because like even though he's been pitching in the league up to that point for like six years he changed his entire approach to his like wind up you know to like how he attacked batters like it, it just looked like a totally new pitcher from the season before and when i was reading into why he was having so much success it's like oh like dude he's still learning from the game you know he's still learning new things and i respected the heck out of that
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it just sucks that he didn't do well last season because i had really high hopes for him too because he went to driveline with uh kershaw and kenley but yeah like, dude, as a reliever in the, in the postseason, man, he was he he was scoreless, literally scoreless. <clears throat> so, you know, good luck, dude. Not you bias. You can you can come back once you you destroy once you like suck at the Astros. But for now, you have to, you have to suck with them.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: <clears throat> yeah, but dude, we're we're we've been tiptoeing over the biggest issue of this free season. When are we going to re-sign Justin Turner?
1: dude? I think it's going to happen though. Now that we have Bauer and we're over the luxury tax, we have to sign him. Okay. So I'm predicting we will re-sign him, but I'm, I don't know what kind of deal we're going to give him. What do you think?
0: Um, so for me, my whole thing was I predicted three years um, I think I said like $42 million. Uh, but I said that the, the, the caveat would be, it was a backloaded contract. Uh, so it would be, I said 8 million the first year and then 15, 17 million, the next two years. It hmm. doesn't equal 42. It was some, it's some sort of number like that. And so it's
1: over four years.
0: No, it's three years,
1: three years, 42 mil.
0: Yeah. Or I guess I said, I guess it's 40 mil now because I added wrong. But anyways, it's around that ballpark where the point was, was it saves the Dodgers luxury tax because it allows the Dodgers to keep signing free agents. We already signed the biggest free agent. So I guess there's no more like time to beat around the bush. Um, But it also backflows the contract. So it helps Turner in the end because he wants to keep playing until he's old. Yeah. And like, yeah, it just makes sense. But Turner right now is just looking for a four-year deal. And yeah, Freeman's like, not going to give him a four-year deal unless it's
1: super cheap. Like, right. if it's like four-year, thirty mil, maybe.
0: Oh yeah, no, he has to take that. That's so good. But just kidding. No, it's not. I mean, not for Turner. <laughs> not a someone of his a caliber. Year. <laughs> like,
1: even two years, thirty mil. Like, that's probably some. That's probably the AAV he's looking for. Like, between twelve to fifteen million a year, but. Over four years, that's what makes it hard. So...
0: Because to give him his AAV amongst four years, it's going to be pretty risky and pretty expensive.
1: I'm down for two years, 30 mil. I'm not going to do two years. Exactly, but... 100% not.
0: Even three years for me, the, the, the evaluation I gave him with zero baseball knowledge and zero baseball money, uh, I thought that was also pretty generous, three years, 40-some mil. But again because you know sports track only has just oh a-
1: that's way generous because that's one I mean it's the same AAV but longer term so exactly. yeah <clears throat> would you do would you do two years for like 35
0: if I was Justin or if I was the Dodgers for both if I was if I was Justin for two years no I wouldn't do it
1: really there's already
0: there's already teams who are offering three year deals. Yeah, but would
1: it be the same amount of money?
0: For dude, I, I think for JT right now, it's not about the money. He just wants a four year deal. Interesting.
1: All right, then if it's not about the money, then four years, <laughs> four, uh...
0: years, <laughs> four years. Four years better than minimum. Four years, four years. All right, Justin there. Turner.
1: If you're listening to this podcast, I, I do not want to insult you. That was not me. That was Josh.
0: Hey, hey, I gave him a very, a very generous <laughs> offer. But we know no
1: one. <laughs> we know no one listens to this podcast, anyways. We're good. We're good. Exactly. We're safe. We're safe. Uh, oh man. I really hope we sign him. Um, money aside, like future aside, I think like the personality of our clubhouse is deteriorating. Like, yeah, like. <laughs> We have some of the core guys from before, but like the glue was definitely like people like Jock and Kike and JT is definitely like our captain. So losing those three in one off season is going to be huge, not just in terms of play and skill, but just like clubhouse presence. And I think that's part of why I really don't want to lose JT.
0: Yeah. That's something that the stat box won't show is clubhouse. Uh, presence. Yeah.
1: Like, who's gonna bring that? Seager? No.
0: No. Bella Clayton Kershaw? Face where no. no. Yeah. So, uh, like we got we have Bauer now, so that'd be fun.
1: Dude, but he's crazy. He's the opposite of Granky. Hundred percent. He's a complete opposite. Granky trolls by silence and weirdness. Bauer. <laughs> Bauer trolls with volume.
0: Yeah. And like antics.
1: Oh man. I still can't believe we signed him, bro. I'm so happy.
0: But yeah, we need to re-sign JT. I think signing JT is very important. And Not only because like, you know, we want him back, but dude, he's the he's the captain of this team. Let's be honest. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he's easily the best um, free agent on the market right now in terms <clears throat> of position players.
0: Which is crazy because he's thirty six. That's how good he is, man. He's out of his prime, yet he's still considered the best free agent on the market. Yeah, he has. He's an
1: impact back for sure, and it all depends too on the DH for the National League. Like, I can, I think like, if the DH isn't like a permanent thing, then it makes me a little more iffy. But if it's like a, gonna be an actual thing that is gonna be like used across all of MLB, then I feel way more comfortable
0: mm-hmm. signing
1: JT to a longer term deal, to be honest. Yeah. Cause he hits for average. And even and he, if he doesn't hit homers, he'll hit doubles.
0: Yeah, he hits contact too. So good. That's something that's such a yeah. big trait in this league. Yep. Yeah. And by the way, if, if JT was 10 years younger and he had the same swing he had now, He would be like another Christian Yelich because of that power, but he's old, so he has a hit for doubles.
1: Yeah, he was a late bloomer.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Which wasn't his fault either because the Mets just never gave him a chance. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Yeah, screw the Mets.
1: So hopefully by our next podcast or we do another podcast. Okay, how about this? We'll do a podcast when JT makes a decision. Yeah.
0: And if JT – oh, when he makes a decision? Okay, I thought you were going to say when he comes back to the Dodgers. And I'll caveat <clears throat> it by saying, yeah, so we'll never do another podcast ever again. No, no, no,
1: no, 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 Dude, don't be like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, JT, please resign. And hopefully the next time we do a podcast, he's he'll like resign.
0: Us. My gut. I'm telling you, it's my gut.
1: All right. It's, it hasn't been wrong before.
0: Oh, it's been a wrong a lot of times.
1: They don't need to know that.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Piazza Delivery Boys. And don't forget to visit us at PiazzaBoys.com for Dodger news, recaps, and rumors. Have a wonderful day, and go Dodgers!